Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Inspect. My name is Ajay Karwal and in this week's episode I'm going to be talking a little bit about Mastodon. So if you haven't heard of Mastodon already, it's basically a free open source social network which is rivaling Twitter at the moment. It's available on mastodon.social and reading directly off their homepage, it says it's a Mastodon is a free open source social network a decentralized alternative to commercial platforms, it avoids the risk of a single company monopolizing your communication. So what this essentially means is that anybody can run their own server with the Mastodon software on there. And then all of these servers communicate with each other to be part of a a larger network. Each of these servers are are known as an instance of Mastodon. And uh, you can find a list of all these instances at the URL instances dot mastodon dot xyz now at the time of recording there's around 850 of these instances already created not all of them have 100% uptime not all of them are accepting registrations some are more popular than others uh, but just to give you an idea some of the urls that some of these um, instances are running on are things like mastodon.org.uk mastodon.blue mastodon.host but then you have some bit more obscure ones like there's one called m4570.xyz or nrd.li or there's a masto.pt glitch.social mastodon.at these are just a few that i'm picking out of the list of the ones that are actually running so as you can see you can basically install the software on any url you choose so what this allows you to do is install the software on your server to create a localized community and that can be under any url and the beauty of that is, is that if users register via your URL uh, to your instance of the service, they become part of your local community, but then they also have access to the global list of all the servers as well. And I suppose this is the, the, the biggest selling point of, of Mastodon and why so many people have flocked to it in such a short period of time. It takes away the, the risk of all of your data being controlled by a single company, which uh, a lot of people, I guess, are are worried about in the in the case of Twitter. So currently there's well over 300,000 people using the service or at least registered on the service. And just to give you an idea of the rate of growth, I'm recording this on a Sunday and I've just checked the stats now. And when I've initially made my notes for this episode, which was on Tuesday, the, the count was just over 40,000. So in the space of about five days, the number of registered users has grown from 40,000 to well over 300,000. So the network is growing at a rapid pace. But what I am finding is that every time I log on, I can't actually find anyone that I know at the moment. So although the user base is growing quite rapidly, I'm finding that the user base hasn't filtered into my network yet. And some of the people that I know haven't got on board yet. But I'm sure that will that will change in the coming weeks as well. So as mentioned earlier, the service is basically in an exact copy of Twitter um, with a few terms which have been renamed. So instead of a tweet, you now have a toot. Instead of a retweet, it's called a boost. A favorite is still a favorite. A reply is still a reply. It still has the concept of uh, usernames with an at symbol in the front, but it works slightly different. The usernames become almost like an email address depending on the instance that you registered from. So I registered on mastodon.social, which was the original instance when the service was created. So my username becomes Ajay Carwell, at mastodon.social so while i'm logged into my instance of mastodon.social anyone can find me on that instance without the instance name on the end 
But if someone is logged in on a different instance, they can find me on their instance by adding my instance to the back of my username. It's quite confusing and it's one of those things which you'll get once you've actually used it. But if you look at the show notes for this episode, I'll try and explain it in in words um, once I've given it a bit more thought and you know constructed it into a, a more sort of coherent sentence. And I'll also put a link to my username so you can see how it is constructed as well. So going to the site itself, there's essentially three different ways that you can consume the information. Firstly, there's the people that you that you have followed, and they come up in your timeline as it would do in Twitter. Next, you have the local timeline, which is everyone who is registered on the, on that instance of the software. And then finally, you have the federated timeline, which is a global timeline of all instances. So just going on the local timeline, which I've just clicked onto now, the last post was, there was a post 43 seconds ago, one minute ago, two minutes ago. And so there's, there's a post every minute or so. Going over to the federated timeline, there seems to be a post every two seconds on there. Um, so that is like a real-time uh, list of all the messages. I wanted to say tweets, but they're actually called toots, but I don't really like that name. So anyway, we call them messages. So all the messages that are being sent across all the different instances are in the federated timeline, and that is refreshing constantly. So it's not the sort of thing that you would probably keep open. Um, it's a bit of an overkill on, you know, a, a bit of a distraction while it's there. But uh, that's probably where you'll get your real-time news. So on Twitter sense, you have the trending stories. In this case, if you look at the federated timeline, you'll probably see some trends of what people are talking about in there to get your trending news. When you're actually composing a message, you can upload images, you can uh, add emojis, and you can uh, mention people, add links, embed um, rich media, all the sort of usual things that you would expect. But one of the great things about it is that you can adjust the privacy settings per message, per toot. So what you can do is you can, every time you you send a message, you can either set it to public, unlisted, so it doesn't show in the public timelines, but it is available to anyone who's got the URL in the similar way that YouTube has unlisted videos. You can have it private, so that will only go to your followers. And you can have it as a direct message, which is obviously a one-to-one private message. Another interesting feature about um, the way you can write messages is there's an option to have a content warning. So what this allows you to do, you select a you select a little checkbox uh, under the message window, and that brings up an extra text field uh, where you can write what your warning is. So you could write something like the following message contains explicit language, for example, and then in the main message window you would write your new normal message as you would expect, and then once you once you post that then what is shown to other users is just your your warning and next to that is your they're presented with a show more button which they then have to click on to expand your message this is a really good feature i think and it's a good way to um keep the the general public timeline quite clean and especially if you're the type of person who wants to share uh, you might want to share like political views which uh you don't want people to maybe be put off by then you can put these behind a content warning uh, just to warn people that this is something that might be a little bit sensitive. So that's one of the one of the features that I actually quite like. Um, and finally, the beauty of it is you're not limited to 140 characters. So it has got a limit, which is 500 characters. But you know what it allows people to do is give a lot more rich content in their message as well, and you don't need to really 
truncate your messages as much or send multiple messages one after the other to get your point across you can you can basically say a little bit more uh, in one go um, this is something that twitter is trying to get right at the moment where they've recently removed the username um, from the the overall tweet count and they've removed uh, links to images and videos out of the tweet count as well so your tweet is definitely 140 characters and no matter how many people you've mentioned or what type of media you've got in there so it's something that they're trying to tackle as well i think they're finding that you know people do want slightly longer longer tweets and mastodon have just nailed that from the beginning by giving you a uh 500 characters from from the word go and uh it's probably something that they could quite easily increase uh which i'm, I'm sure has been factored into the way that it's been built as well so yeah so that's mastodon in a nutshell let me know what you think. Have you used it? Have you even heard of it before? Um, is this something that you might be interested in? Do you do you like the thought of having a decentralized network? Um, are you worried about all of your data being owned by Twitter? And would you prefer it being distributed across a network? Um, so yeah, if you could tweet me or drop me a message, you can catch me on Twitter at inspectfm or contact me via the website inspect.fm. Now, so Mastodon is available on mastodon.social. There's also a few apps available for Android, iOS. Uh, there's a Chrome app. There's a command line app, Windows 7, 8, 10, and uh, also a plugin for Emacs, I believe, or something. Um, but there's a list of those on the GitHub page. All the documentation is on GitHub as well. It goes into a lot of depth about what the project is about. Uh, why it was started, how to install it, how to run your own instance if anyone is interested in doing that. So I'll put all these links into the show notes as well so you can have a look at those and have a read. And uh, yeah, I'd love to know your thoughts and um, maybe you can catch me on there and send me a message on, on Mastodon even and uh, we can start a conversation there. Okay, so thank you for listening. Uh, once again, all the show notes for this uh, episode are available at inspect.fm. Uh, which will have links to anything that's been mentioned in the show. You can find me on Twitter at InspectFM and also my personal Twitter at Ajay Carwell. Uh, those links will also be in the show notes. Please drop me a message with any thoughts that you've got on today's episode or any thoughts that you might have in general, which uh, any questions that you might have. And um, I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.